0: Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Global Watch. This is the International Prayer Room. It's Tuesday, the 29th of March. It's 3 p.m. Jerusalem time and turkish time <laughs> and this is the german watch led by johannes and cornelia so over to you johannes bless you thank you guys for bringing germany onto the watch and i said to johannes earlier we've been praying for germany just the last few days so bless you
1: thank you Vic. thank you it's so good to see all your faces glowing faces and it'll get a little militant today so i'm warning you anyway Will you ride with Jesus and you say yes, if you would like to do that? Can you say yes, brother and sister? I'm looking at you. I'm telling you what it may mean. It goes back to a scripture in Revelation 19. And it says, and I saw heaven opened, Behold a white horse and he who sits on it called faithful and true and in righteousness, he judges and makes war. And his eyes are a flame of fire and on his head are many diadems and he is a name written which no one knows but himself and he is clothed with a garment dipped in blood. And his name is called the word of God. And the armies which are in heaven followed him on white horses, dressed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth proceeds a sharp sword, that with it he might smite the nations. And he will shepherd them with an iron rod. And he treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. And he has on his garment, on his thigh, a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. We focus a little bit on this scripture. It actually is after the marriage dinner of the Lamb. After this marriage dinner, Christ will come as a fighting general with his bride, which are the overcoming believers called to the marriage dinner. So the bride becomes an army. Many times we focus on the bride, on the loved Christ, and this and that. And this is, this is wonderful. This is needful. But there's the other side of the medal of the coin, is the troop, is the army. His army to fight Antichrist and the kings under him with their armies at Armageddon. So this portrays in Revelation 19 the final the final battle against Antichrist. What does that have to do with us? It says in verse 14: the armies here actually are, are the chosen believers. It it refers to Revelation 17 and it says in verse 14, it talks about the beast and the ten horns and this and that. In verse 12, it says, The ten horns which he saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. These are of one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beast, which means Antichrist. These will make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb will overcome them, for he is Lord and Lord of lords and King of kings. And those who are with him are called chosen and faithful. The faithful ones, the overcomer ones among the Christian body will be in his army. These are not angels. These are the saints. These are those who are called chosen and faithful. And I'm challenging myself and you in this hour to be those who enter, who say yes, who will ride with him. Recently, one of the intercessors I've known for some time had a picture and a dream. Actually, it was a dream. He saw a praying intercessors, a mass of praying intercessors bowing down their heads to the ground and kneeling down to earth. And then a white horse was galloping to them, toward them, looking around on these intercessors. And eventually the horse got, got to look into his eyes, the brother's eyes. And it, the horse asked the question, where are you? Where are you? Those intercessors didn't see the horse actually, but the horse was coming toward them, asking them the question, where are you? In other words, wouldn't you like to follow me on the one? with the one sitting on the white horse? Smiting the nations is a kind of awful expression, isn't it? But when you look at Revelation chapter 3, the letter to the church in Laodicea, it's uh, in verse 21. It says, he who overcomes, to him I will give to sit." with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat with my father on his throne. Many uh, scholars point this church in Laodicea, which is, so to say, the seventh church, the last church the Lord talks to, to an era or an epoch in church history, which may mean this is our situation at the moment, the church today, and it's lukewarm. It's not hot nor cold. It's more more or less lukewarm. And to this church, to those who overcome lukewarmness, he gives this high promise sitting on his throne. Isn't that something? I will give to sit with me on my throne. To the church in Thyatira in chapter 2, he points out about the same thing. He says... He who overcomes and he who keeps my works until the end, to him I will give authority over the nations, and he will shepherd them with an iron rod, as vessels of pottery are broken in pieces. The same authority that Jesus has on the throne of God is given to the overcoming believers, to you, to me, if you want to. If you want to say, yes, yes, Lord, I want to be a watchman that is really on your throne, praying from the throne, proclaiming, not just begging, not just, I'm saying it pointedly, kneeling down and pointing your head to the ground. No, it's sitting with him on the throne. This is such a high calling, brothers and sisters. I can hardly fathom this. It's something which makes me stand in awe. And it also says in Revelation 19, those come from the marriage dinner of the Lamb and they're dressed in fine linen. Fine linen is a picture of the virtues of Christ, of his righteousness. We may have weaknesses and we may trespass. We may be sinful, every once in a while. But then we take Christ as our righteousness as our fine linen, and we get dressed with it. We get dressed in our character traits, our thoughts, our feelings, our shortcomings, get dressed in white, in fine linen, white and clean. And then we are qualified, we're entitled to ride with him and become a soldier. Female and male on white horses. Even the horses are white. White is a color of purity, of his righteousness. We become like that by cleansing ourselves. This week is uh, a consecration week, right? To really consecrate ourselves, maybe afresh before the Lord as watchmen, even in the global watch. What have we done? Have we done that? Have we? He did this calling, have we answered to this call? He who overcomes, he who keeps my works, unto to the end, I will give him authority over the nations. He will shepherd them with an iron rod. The name written on, on the Lord's forehead is no one knows but himself. Maybe this is an aspect which we don't really know, which we haven't experienced, a military Christ, a general Christ, whose garment is dipped in blood, our concepts are mainly different. He's a leader of a troop, he's a general, he's an army leader and he's fighting Antichrist. Now we're not in this battle yet, but this may be a prelude. The war against Ukraine for me seems a prelude of the final battle. Evil stood up against a people. A spirit of death and murder. I'm biased, I know. I'm partisan this time. But can you imagine? You may have heard of Russian oligarch uh, Roman Abramovich. He was called to be a mediator between Russia and the Ukraine in several uh, meetings. He was a delegate, personal known to Putin, and he brought um, an offer of peace from President Zelensky to President Putin. Putin got furious and his answer was, tell them I will destroy them. Tell them I will destroy them. This is actually on his heart. And I think there's no excuse whatsoever for this war, no justification, no fatal thought or concept. It is just a war of aggression accompanied with a lot of war crimes every day. Today, as we are here in this session, people die, children die, old people die. Even Holocaust survivors die after 80 years. They die from Russian rockets. Isn't that something? It's the attempt of murdering a brother. Cain murdering, trying to murder Abel. This is the situation. And this is the, the war. This war challenged us in the German watch to go into spiritual warfare even more. It is on the earthly level, we know. It's in Europe, in the middle of Europe. And we haven't been praying into war for decades. Nobody has. But now we are. The Lord is training us to pray into a war, a real physical war. This is a special challenge, brothers and sisters. It's really special. We didn't know how to do that. But we're being trained by the Lord how to do it and a lot of intercessors worldwide are praying in europe in australia and america everywhere people are praying for peace in the ukraine and because of that i'm totally convinced kiev hasn't been taken the ukraine hasn't been taken by russia not yet and we still believe it will not happen things are happening atrocities are happening every day and it makes you really feel sorry and sorrowful and bringing you to tears. If you see the pictures, we've been talking to refugees from the Ukraine. The stories they told us are unbelievable, unbelievably cruel. Shooting civilians, shooting people just for the sake of murdering them. This is some real tragedy.
2: If I and- just can throw in here, we just talked last night to seven people coming from The Ukraine stay stayed till a couple of days ago in the Ukraine, in Sumi. If you look it up, it's right at the border to Russia, and they tried to remain there. She's a pastor, pastored several churches there, raised up a rehab center, and she had Mm. three foster kids brought with her to Estonia. Now in Estonia, being there, They are not safe because there are 30 to 40% Russians, and they are very aggressive. So this is kind of the other point where we have to also be alert and on the wall to pray for the Balticum, that they are protected because there is an upheaval going on, and inside the land there is really tragedy, and they are Mm -hmm. moving on to Germany, just to give you a little bit of insight of what's going on.
1: Yeah, we did get
2: a lot. Add, just to add that she was saying she left. One of her daughters is living in in Florida already for three years. And she said she took now her mom out and her sister with her family, having a two and a half year years old, due to the situation that people walking on the street to get some bread in the bakery if there is any at all. And they were just shot. So this is the situation and we have to be clear about it.
1: Yes, so we, we get a lot of information in Europe about this war. And just to remain a little bit on that and then go to the spiritual side, I've heard kind of things. Zelensky is in the, is a globalist and the Ukraine is corrupt and this and that. Maybe the war is because of that. And there are other things coming about in, in the watches and even in the threats and the other news. Brothers and sisters, watchmen from the nations, there cannot be any justification for this kind of a war. There's corruption in every country. There's even Nazis in a lot of countries, neo-Nazis. What is the difference? The difference is in this time, somebody, something rose up in the middle of Europe, which is not just a natural thing, which we believe. It's not just natural, it behind our spiritual forces of darkness, death and murder and antichrist. And we should build a bulwark, a spiritual bulwark against that. It's something that we pray and we would like you to to help us pray because this needs the global watch. This needs a global family resisting this kind of evil. It is not to justify, not to make any excuse. There is no excuse. NATO is no threat to Russia. It's a, a sim, It's very, a, the cause of this war is a very different one. It's very different. It's a, the attempt to build a big Russian empire again. This is the actual driving force behind it. The excuse is NATO, but NATO is uh, really... Well, anyway, I'm not going into so many political things, but let's... uh, Johannes,
0: Johannes, could you make me host again so I could make Shoshana translator? When we changed host, she dropped out.
3: I've been out of the internet.
1: Here you are.
0: Thanks, Johannes.
1: Okay, but the first thing is, now looking away from this war forever a little bit, would you like... Do you want to ride with him should be just uh, before we go into prayer, take communion and maybe repent, repent from not being on the watch, from not being in a troop, from just maybe trying to edify yourself a little bit, this and that and doing your chores and doing business as usual, even as an intercessor and not being really in this troop. So this is the call, the first call for all of us, for myself, And for you, would you like to just tell the Lord, yes, you're willing and you want to be clothed in white linen. You want to be clothed and forgiven for not being really watchful, for not being really registered in a troop. Take communion right now, not at the end, but right now. So we have a base, a real base to go on prayer. If you need to get your elements, um, we can wait a little bit. Thank you. Maybe a surprise, but uh, we think it's very good to say, even the song is asking you, the singer of this song has asked all of us, would you you like to say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, I want to ride with you. I want to be in a troop, not just be the bride, not just be the church. I want to be a soldier. I want to be militant with you. I want to ride on a white horse. I want to be dressed in white. Otherwise, there's no, no possibility. So let's have this together as a common altar, so to say, if you want, of course, if you want. We thank you, Lord, that you shed your blood. You were the one that went to the cross, crowned. With a thorn, with thorns, a crown of thorns, for us to be delivered from the old man, from the flesh, from complacency, from going on as usual, from being stuck in habits and not really following you. You took the old man, the old flesh to the cross, in the comfort zone, everything that has to do with that, even making excuses. For wars, we don't want to make excuses. We say this is cruel, and we want you to call us in the spiritual battle, not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces. Thank you, Lord, for having your body broken, pierced, even by a soldier. Pierced. Thank you, Lord, for your wounds, the body of Christ given for you and me. Amen. Thank you, Lord, that you shed your blood. And this blood is the only valid one, the only efficacious one in the whole universe. Blood of Abel is crying out. The blood of innocent people is crying out in the Ukraine. We thank you for your blood covering. We thank you, Lord, that you took all the offenses, all the trespasses, all the, the evil doings of man to the cross. Forgive us of our sins and do We forgive others of their trespasses. We speak out forgiveness, forgiveness for any bloodshed. And we thank you, Yeshua HaMashiach, that your blood, Counts is the only sacrifice that counts, ultimate, unique, and once for all. The blood of Jesus for you and me and for this situation in Europe. Amen. Maybe one more word. There are scriptures and in, in the Old Testament that point to judgment and chastisement upon God's people. And God's people was elect. By God, and He has a special relationship to the Jewish people, to the people of Israel. And in this, when they deviated from the worship of their God, the only God, He sent them prophets and that warned them. and if they didn't heed the warning, He may have chastised them, by other people's coming against them, by catastrophes and this and that. This was a special relationship between Israel and the God of Abram, Isaac, and Israel, and Jacob. We should not make the mistake of putting other nations under such things. The nations are a different entity, a different sphere. Mm. Because I heard people saying, this is judgment on the Ukraine. No. It is something else. It's the attempt of trying to murder a brother. It's just evil, sinful, evil spirit of murder. It's nothing to do with God, actually. I'm just I'm just saying this, just to point this out. It is a war against a sovereign nation. Anyway, uh, so. We would like all of you to just pray against those spiritual forces, against these things. These are, this war has changed the world, has changed Europe, and has changed the world. It, may never, it will never be the same, but we are on the watch, and we have our task. We have our job to do in the middle of this war. I'm starting to pray, and then you, when, whoever likes to unmute, please pray according to this focus please we thank you lord thank you that you took up the sin of the whole world you're the lamb of god bearing all the sins that have been committed for about six weeks now in this time and we thank you that you're also the risen one the resurrected one the Ascended One sitting on the throne, and we would like to sit with you on this throne and pray from there. We want you, Lord, to stop this war as soon as possible, to deliver people. The agenda of the devil is to kill people. is a murderer from the beginning, but you want to preserve people's lives. You want to give them life, even eternal life. There, so there should not be any premature death before they get into heaven. They should be preached the gospel. They should live until the call of you comes to you. The gospel comes to them. Please, Lord, stop this war. We ask you as a troop, as an army, to intervene even in this week of consecration. We want you to intervene supernaturally.
2: Heavenly Father, we thank you that you called us to stand on the wall that you called us from the nations and that you have put us into the lineage of the Jewish ones. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we are sanctified through the blood of the lamb and that you, Jesus, are sitting beside the Father in the heavenly places. And we are looking forward that you are coming riding on the white horse as the judge. And Heavenly Father, right now, we are calling forth a spiritual iron dome upon Europe. That there where the evil spirit, which has taken on with Mr. Putin, and it's not about the Russian people, it's about the spirit behind the government. And as Germans, we can say that we encountered it, and we want to stand like Bonhoeffers or the guys who wear the white rose. We stand here together from the nations and we call forth that this evil spirit has to withdraw and is not allowed to bring more destruction upon the Ukraine as well as upon whole Europe where there is the threat of atomic rockets against everybody of us. Poland, the Baltic, Germany, all the other nations here. And we stand here from the fatherland and we say enough is enough. And we thank you heavenly father that we can stand from the nations together because you called us as one bride. And we thank you that we can agree upon that, that you called us as one bride and that you are the head. And we acknowledge that you are the head. We worship you. We honor you and we thank you that you are the everlasting one, Amen.
0: And as the peace talks are here in Turkey today, we pray, Lord, that you would be the one who influences minds on both sides. When human beings tell us that there is no hope for the peace talks, we say you are our hope. So Lord Jesus, we just pray that by your spirit, you would be speaking to the hearts of the men and women on both sides who are negotiating today, and that they will have compassion for each other. They will lay aside the agendas of war and recognize each other as brothers and sisters and speak from the heart and not from the agenda of Putin. We ask this
4: in Jesus' name. Amen.
5: The, the biggest difficulty in negotiation will be territory of the Donbass. I've been thinking about the Kurdish region of Iraq, where we go. How it's independent, has its own sort of government, but it's not part of another nation, and it's not totally independent. That I just want to pray for something of that type to be able to happen, because I don't see any peace unless Zelensky releases that land And I don't think he wants to release that land, nor should he. So, uh, Father, I just declare over the Donbass that it can be a miraculous solution of semi-autonomy, but not independent of Ukraine, so that both sides can get what they look for without having to continue to fight. So I, I ask for the negotiators to be given a unique and unusual solution like what happened with the Kurds in Iraq. And Lord, I thank you for that. And I bless the, the minds to receive from you. You turn the heart of the kings whatever way you want. So Lord, turn the negotiator's heart, Putin's heart, and Zelensky's heart to you for a unusual solution in Jesus' name.
2: We had today a very special uh, picture in the German watch, and I want to share it. Weeks ago, as the war was already happening, there was a kind of really frightening picture where a dinosaur was just trampling and starting to eat everything. And today, it was that the dinosaur had suddenly turned the neck and the head toward his back and had to look back. And it seemed like that the Lord was saying uh, "There, there's so much going on in Russia where it's probably difficult for the government to handle it any longer because so many people are standing up against the government and the soldiers are not that the whole army is not in shape as they were actually saying they are beside the atom, atomic parts they have. So i like to pray into this Heavenly Father, we ask you that you are just doing this turn as the brother was just praying that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Heavenly Father, we do know it's all about the harvest. It's all about your people, the Jewish people and the ones from the nations. And we call them force. and we thank you, Heavenly Father, that still the window of time here in our time frame is still prolonged. You are prolonging as you did in old times where you just prolonged the sun to stand still for a whole day that the battle could be won. And we take this on for us, for our situation, that, that in the spiritual realm, That there is the opening, the prolonging that everybody can be brought in. We are not praying for prolonging of the war, but prolonging that there is really this time, this, this Kairos moment you're giving us and that we are standing the watch and we are calling forth the harvest from all the nations of Europe and Russia belongs to Europe. We call forth each and every one who will be at the banquet table and celebrating with you, Heavenly Father, and that you, whatever you wanna do, if this dinosaur is turning around because there's so much upheaval going on in his own country, in the back of his, of his body, so to speak, we ask you, Heavenly Father, that you just release the angelic powers who are bringing a standstill to this evil war on the ground, Amen.
1: As I wrote in the chat, we need, we really need the prayers from other continents, from Watchmen. So there's Australia, there's Africa, there's America. Please be encouraged to just decree, pronounce against the spirit of Antichrist. It's for Europe. This is a very critical situation.
6: Dear Lord, I definitely agree with these prayers across the continents, and we decree against the spirit of the Antichrist, and we will ride our horses, the white horse. We will receive your goodness and mercy and grace, but also the call to stand on the wall and to stand against the enemy. And what a privilege this is to come together to unite. So we thank you. Thank you for this call. Thank you for this privilege. We press in to everything you want in this situation. We press into breakthrough. And Father, we just pray, we ask, we know that your kingdom will come because we're gathering together in your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Heavenly Father, I want
3: Heavenly you Father. To...
0: Angelica, go ahead. I think you were first.
3: Heavenly Father, I just want to ask you to release your heavenly armies to push back the darkness, Lord, to push back the darkness in the Ukraine in Europe, to push it back. Lord, by your power, Lord push back like lord what you have done in the olden days in the old testament how you have pushed back armies who, who are completely outnumbered your jewish your people lord and you have pushed them back lord so i ask that you release your heavenly your heavenly armies over europe release them and push back the darkness and bring an end to that war in jesus name amen
0: do you want to unmute and go ahead yeah
3: heavenly father we just thank you we praise you we magnify you lord you are lord god almighty the father of nations lord and father we pray that you're so merciful so long-suffering you want not want to perish lord but everyone to come into your presence into your kingdom and father god in the old testament we see it's always a minority that won the war lord because you were the head of it you were the general of their armies lord and so father we commit everyone in every country of europe and the world that are a part of this war lord whether they like it or not that they will stand on the wall and call out to the people to for their salvation that is what jesus came and died for salvation of the world and the nations and lord we call forth that everyone that needs to come into your kingdom will come in because of your mercy and your long-suffering lord and always the minority wins because you are the general of the army so we thank you we praise you we magnify you we give you all the glory lord in the mighty name of jesus yeshua we pray amen amen
4: Thank you. Heavenly Father, we come before you, and we recognize from Ezekiel 11 what you said about the wicked counselors who were standing at the gate. And Father, as these deliberations are going on in Turkey right now, I'd just like to read a few verses from Ezekiel 11. The Spirit lifted me up and brought me to the east gate of the Lord's house, which faced eastward. And there at the door of the gate were 25 men, among whom I saw Jasana, the son of Azur and Palatar, the son of Benaiah, the princes of the people. And he said to me, son of men, these are the men who devise iniquity and give wicked counsel to this city, who say the time is not near to build houses. This city is the cauldron and we are the meat. Therefore prophesy against them. O son of man, speak. And Father God, I want to speak today over these mouths of evil counsel to be closed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I speak for those who are devising these iniquities of incitement to hatred and violence and death and destruction That Father God, you would close down their capacity to initiate this violence. That Father God, you would intervene. You would, as this dinosaur is turning around, turn around this conquest that seemed to be going straight ahead. And Father, we know that there have been many other times like where the attempt of Hitler to take on the Russians, it was their demise. When it was Napoleon's attempt, Father God, it was his demise. And Father God, we ask you set up such a situation in the Ukraine where this ongoing onslaught will have to stop, whether it's a weather situation, whether it's lack of supply. Father, you are God and we look to you And we say, Father God, would you turn around and bring a divine um, breakthrough for these people of Ukraine? Father, we ask this for the glory of your name. Because Lord, tonight we ask for the nation of Ukraine. We ask according to Psalm 2, where there's been this just casting off of restraint, where there's been this aggression, And, Lord, we say that Ukraine is part of your inheritance. You say in Psalm 2, 8, that we're to ask you for the nations and that you will give the nations for your inheritance. So, Father God, we ask for your Ukraine nation that you created. We ask for all the the blessings that you've bestowed on this nation to not be... destroyed but we speak restore we speak redeem we speak father god resurrect bring your resurrection life from the dead and as we're coming towards passover father god we just want to praise and thank you for your great mercy in sending yeshua your messiah the passover lamb to die for every single one of us Lord, you died for the people of Ukraine as you died for the people of Russia and of Europe. And Father, we cry out to you this day that the power of the blood of Jesus Christ that speaks from the mercy seat of heaven will prevail not only over these peace talks, but that they would be enacted, the fear of of God will come upon the peoples there will be a shaking there will be a trembling as happened in so many of the battles in your Old testament and it seemed like this really strong army suddenly retreated and had to go back father we're just looking to you right now in the name of Jesus to bring this divine shift And just as Jesus proclaimed, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. As have been prayed, Lord, that you would bring salvation to as many as possible. But that, Father, those who would not allow you to shift and change their hearts or bring them to repentance, Father, you would deal with them. And that, Father God, your timing for your harvest and your nations of Europe would not be aborted, would not be cut off or thwarted or corrupted in any way. We say thank you, Jesus, that what the enemy intended for destruction, you will turn for your glory. And because of all these shakings, Lord, that you would bring such a a passion, a desire for Jesus. You would bring such a yearning and hungering thirsting for righteousness, for truth. And you bring the Beatitudes to be the reality of people's hearts. You say, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. And through this, you would bring those who would want to be a generation to rise up, to be your true peacemakers to ride with christ to speak your word to decree your divine redemptive purposes over nations and that's what we call for the ukraine your redemptive destiny and purpose and for this generation to rise up not in bitterness and anger and victimhood but as mighty overcomers as johannes was speaking before as those father who would be willing to overcome by the blood of the lamb the word of their testimony of your incredible supernatural miracles you're doing in ukraine lord and be willing to totally surrender and submit to your lordship even unto death lord they would fight for your cause and for your glory of your name in jesus name amen
6: dr
4: doe and roberta next
5: Just a prelude to the prayer in 2019 I was instructed by the Lord to come to France and Germany and Switzerland and to declare the end to an old season and the beginning of a new season and at the very end of that in Strasbourg France I received a prophetic word that there would be a pause between the two seasons this was October 19 obviously COVID would have been the pause that came But the second thing that happened in Switzerland that same night, I had an encounter with the Lord, open vision, and he brought winged horses, white winged horses to me. And he gave armor in the division and said, get on the horse. And we started to fly around the earth. And he said, I'm throwing fire down upon the earth. And it would be good if you would warn them before it come that was revelations eight which i posted here a pause a silence in heaven for a half an hour followed mm-hmm. by fire being thrown from heaven mm-hmm. so when you talked about the white horses earlier johannes i think there's two types of white horses there's the winged ones that i saw which carry the watchmen ab- above the earth to see where the fire is going to come and then there's the second one which somebody mentioned happens at the end of time when Jesus returns with the white horse and his army. So the one I believe we're talking about today is the one of the watchman rising above to be able to see where to warn. And so what I feel uh, in this moment is that there is a fire that was released. At least one of the fires has already been released. It's Ukraine. But there's a second fire that's being released as part of it. It's called the Passionate Fire upon the Church of Europe. So as the missionaries, as the, I call them missionaries, as the Ukrainians go out into Europe, many of them are carrying fire. And that's fire can infect the churches of Europe and turn the church of Europe into revival. So that's what I wanna pray. Father, I thank you that although fire is destructive, fire is also passion and enlivenment and renewal and life in the spirit. So I declare over Europe right now that this wave of Ukrainians coming out is not all for bad, but is used by you for good to impassion and enliven and revive the church of Europe. Not that the rest of the world doesn't need revival also, but in this moment, it seems like that's what's possible. So I declare fire over the church of Europe. I declare passion, revival and renewal over the church of Europe. Let the fire carriers from Ukraine start fires all across Germany, France, and Poland and Romania. No, no matter where we look, let that fire go spreading all over Europe and turn Europe back to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I think Roberta's had to go, so we'll hand
0: it back to you, Johannes.
3: No, I just thought we don't have time, so it's, it's oh. fine.
6: Go ahead, go ahead, Rebecca. Okay,
3: okay. So before I pray for uh, Ukraine, I would you like to read uh, Psalm 20, verse 7. What uh, King David, that was a man of war, he wrote, Some trusts some trust in sh- chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. So, Father, we do you remember your name, Father, the Lord of hosts. Father, we do pray for Ukraine. We pray for your... Oh, my gosh for your Very intervention sure. father for your intervention father in yeshua's name father we pray for your breakthrough father in yeshua's name we pray father arise father arise over this situation father in yeshua's name father we pray
6: amen maybe
1: one more prayer by Dalia. are you prepared are you ready to pray
6: oh Father god lord this passover time we can only exalt you lord god your precious blood lord over russia over ukraine lord over europe lord we exalt you king of kings and lord of lords Commander, commander of the army we bow before you and we ask for your shalom your the sar shalom lord that you brought with your precious blood your love lord we ask for your help our eyes are on you our king our commander and we follow you and we ask your help at this moment lord and we praise you we we praise our king we thank you for your goodness that you make us all holy your army following you amen
1: wonderful thank you thank you and um again i'm saying that the lord is really preparing his army Um, It's not the final battle but it's a prelude and we are called to do this and still thank you for standing with us in Europe, standing with us against this onslaught and would like to thank you again and we were very grateful if you continue to do this in the Global Watch. Okay. Be blessed Woo-hoo! the rest of the day.
2: And we are Keep also thanking Vic and Diane for their great yeah. work here. Yeah. Shalom, Shalom. Guys. Bye, guys.